when I was in grad school, I had a professor who was going to have me take individual lessons with them as a punishment for always being late. And so I was instructed to show up a half hour before class. And the professor was always saying things, you know, like, if you're on time, you're late. But if you're early, you're on time. And so, you know, after our discussion, I, the next time I showed up to class exactly a half hour before class started, but then I was unsure if this counted as being late or not. So I say to the professor, you know, Hey, I'm here. What's the lesson about? And she said, well, it's about time. (laughs) Oh, y'all I'm here with only the best jokes. So thanks to up joke for that singer. Y'all, y'all, y'all. It is about time you set your 2023 goals, but no punishment here. No punishment here. You are right on time. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, wherever you are at in your goal setting journey. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we are going to talk about the five steps to set your goals. And I hope that after you listen to this episode, you've got some goals set. So you're going to connect with yourself. You're going to imagine possibilities. You are going to decide, align, create, and refine. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of planning or goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If that sounds like you, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, and business owner. I started this podcast to help hardworking women and high achieving mamas plan and set goals playfully and lightly. Unlike pressure filled approaches, plan goal plan centers on what delights you to help you envision all the possibilities your future holds. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I'm going to guide you through practices that will help you plan for clarity set goals for direction, and act with purpose and delight. Let's get started. So a couple weeks ago, my family took a little getaway. Nothing fancy, just a big old pool and some water slides in the thick of Iowa winter. Um, I needed warmth and bathing suits and humidity. Ooh, humidity, I miss you. So one day we were walking down the hallway to the pool, and I say to my daughter, like, what a great vacation we're on. And my daughter, who is five, says to me, Mom, it's not a vacation. It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, it's an adventure. Of course it is, right? I love that. For me, one of the biggest, bestest things about setting goals and having a clear planning practice and doing it playfully, right, is the way that it opens up your life to adventures. You know, let's have a beach party in the bathtub. Well, you know, like not me, my kids, but, you know, bathing suits and beach towels and Hawaiian punch and beach theme music. That's an adventure, right? Dinner. We're going to have dinner, but we're going to eat everything with toothpicks. Adventure. Bachelor night with my besties. Adventure. Goals, goals, goals. Set them goals. It is an adventure. So if you're still freaking out about setting goals, Please go back and listen to episode four. I go through all the things that I used to think about goals and how I got it wrong. Episode one also has some great ways to think about how you approach goal setting and planning. 
And as always, you can visit plangoplan.etsy.com and get the 2023 goal setting workbook. If you need extra guidance, a boost, just get it y'all. $20 for bonkers adventures. Do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's set some goals. But before I preview these steps, I do recommend that you set a foundation for planning for at least one month before setting your goals. And here's why. One, if your planning ritual has a reflection component in it, and I think it should, then you will have a month of reflections under your belt before you sit down and set your goals. And I think that you're going to be more prepared to set goals that actually meet you where you are because you've done some reflecting to understand where exactly you're at. The second reason is after you set your goals, you want to have a plan for action. And if you have a foundation for planning already set, I do think that you are more likely to be able to put those goals into action more smoothly because you have that foundation there to hold those actions up. Okay, so weekly previews and reviews are a really great place to start if you need a foundation for planning. So go listen to episode four. So I'm going to walk you through five steps to setting goals. Connect to yourself and imagine possibilities. You're going to decide, align, create, and refine. These steps can be moved through as quickly or slowly as you prefer. So some people like to dedicate an afternoon or even an entire day or weekend to moving through these steps. Others take a full month. It's up to you. It's what makes sense for you. Some people really want to hit the ground running and don't want to spend too much time reflecting, but I think reflection is important. Other people want to spend time thinking about what the goals need to be. And it sort of depends on how long you've been doing this. So as I have been setting goals longer and have a really clear practice of reflecting and planning, it does come to me a little bit quicker because I'm always sort of in the process of thinking about my goals and setting goals. You also might find that you like to work through these steps with other people. You might want a guided session to help you move through things. Other people prefer solitude and quiet. So figure out what works for you. If having other people go through it with you, having that motivation could be really helpful. If you are someone that you just want a quiet space and you want to be able to hear yourself think and go for it, right? So step one of goal setting is to connect to yourself. You need to gain an understanding of yourself. Where are you right now? What are your values? What are your priorities? When I started setting goals, I assumed that I knew myself. I tend to be a pretty reflexive person. I teach things like identity and something called autoethnography, where you are writing about yourself in order to understand culture. And so I thought, oh, I do these sorts of things. I'm teaching and talking about identity and identity development all the time. I am doing research that involves personal storytelling. So I thought, well, I'm a pretty reflexive person. But as I sat down and started to really go through some reflective work, I realized pretty quickly that I really needed to check in with myself, that my life had been moving quickly. I had all sorts of life transitions. I had jobs, new jobs, buying a house, moving again, having kids, you know, losing grandparents. There is a lot of years with lots and lots of changes for us. So each of these changes also changed me a little bit. They shifted what my priorities were and which values I think I keep 
a lot of the same values throughout my life, but sometimes certain values take precedent at certain times of your life. I was going through all sorts of changes and they were changing me. And sometimes those changes were big and sometimes they were small. And sometimes the effect that they had on me were big and sometimes they were small. And so I needed to take some time to relearn about myself. In fact, I remember sitting down and just trying to write down things that I enjoyed was really challenging. I was having a hard time telling, like, do I really love this or have I just learned to love this so that I can do the things I need to do? It was really eye-opening how much I really needed to connect to myself. Now, there are so many different ways that you can connect with yourself. You can do different personal assessments like the Enneagram or the Strength Finders. So you can do any of these different things, these different life assessments to help you learn a little bit more about yourself. You could do a value sort. You can also just journal. I like to take some time and just think through what is working. What hasn't been working? You know, what are my desires right now? What is bringing me joy? What, what is delighting me? And to think about the times that I feel most rested, the times that I feel most connected to myself and people around me. I like to think through what motivates me, what gets me excited, what gives me an energy boost, what is my capacity right now, and what's it going to be this following year. Step one could take you quite a bit of time. It's up to you how much time you spend, but I do recommend that you spend some time getting to know yourself, connecting with yourself, and how you get there is really up to you. I will say in the 2023 Goal Setting Workbook, there are some lovely worksheets that get you thinking through things like motivation, what are the things that give you energy, what's your capacity, This will help you name what some of your values are, priorities are. So if you are looking for some guidance, you know, check that out. The next step to setting your goals is to just imagine the possibilities. Just start brainstorming. What are some goals that you would like to achieve this year? And don't be afraid to get messy. Don't be afraid to put pen to paper. I do think that there's something wildly powerful about pen to paper. There's something about the way it forces you to slow down and write that will help you move through your thoughts in a slightly different way. At this point, you just are brainstorming all of the different goals that you would like to set, that you could imagine setting. Try not to censor yourself. Now, some people really like to do this and be completely untethered. So just sit down and brainstorm. Other people really benefit by having some guidance. For example, you might think through different life domains and then brainstorm under each of them. In terms of personal development, what do I need? In terms of relationships, what do I need? And you might break that down further. What do I need that In my romantic relationship, what do I need in my friendships? What do I need in terms of my relationship with my friends? So you might break down all of the different life domains and start brainstorming that way. What are your financial goals? What are some spiritual goals that you could have? So just write down anything that you can think of. If you need some things to prompt you in the goal setting workbook, There are some ideas in each life domain 
to just get you thinking. I do want to caution you that while it is nice to use other people's ideas to spark some thought, at some point you really want to make sure that those are your goals that meet your needs in your life where you are right now. So after you have a big old slew of ideas of all the amazing things that you could do, you are going to have to decide. You are going to have to narrow it down. And for some people, just coming up with the ideas is the hard part. For other people, narrowing those ideas to something that is reasonable is really challenging. So I recommend only setting 8 to 12 goals each year. Only 8 to 12. And then I want you to narrow that down to 3 to 4 to focus on this quarter. That is so hard, but is one of the things that if you actually do it and actually focus on the 3 to 4 things that you said that you're going to for that quarter, it is life-changing. So how do you do that? How do you narrow your goals? One, I want you to go back through your reflections, go back to how you connected to yourself and look at the goals that you jotted down in your brainstorming and which ones align with your purpose, your priorities, or your values. Just circle the ones that more closely relate to your purpose, your priorities, or your values. You also might think to yourself, which of these goals, if I was able to accomplish, would make other goals more easy? So here's an example. After I had my kiddos, I was struggling. I was really struggling. My first kiddo, Harper, did not sleep. And so, I mean, I know babies don't sleep, but I mean, he really did not sleep. And on top of that, I was dealing with postpartum anxiety. I was dealing with mastitis. So I was really exhausted, but I also couldn't sleep because anxiety, y'all. And it was really super challenging. And I have always used exercise as a way to help me manage my anxiety. And I love to move. I love to move. And so I really wanted to exercise again. And I kept setting a goal to exercise. And for the first time in my life, like I just couldn't catch it. I could not catch it. And I was getting really frustrated with myself. And at some point I sat down and I did all of the work that I'm telling you all to do. And I realized, oh my goodness, Danielle, like you have got to make sleep a priority. You've got to make your mental health a priority. You've got to get yourself to your doctor, get yourself to your therapist. You've got to figure out how to sleep and you need to sleep for a while. So you're not waking up early and exercising right now. You're barely sleeping to begin with. Take that extra sleep. That was really hard for me because I didn't want get to feel like I just wasn't being disciplined enough or something like that. And I really did want to exercise. So for three to four months, I just worked on establishing good sleep habits and taking care of my mental health. That was it. And I will tell you, I made so much progress in three to four months that I was able to start exercising. Now it didn't happen very often. I think I was only still hitting maybe two to three days a week, but it was happening. And so I really do recommend that you think through which of the goals that I have brainstormed would give me a foundation that would make other goals 
more possible and put those first. But also make sure that whatever you choose aligns with your purpose, your priorities, or your values. Another way to help you narrow your goals is to get real clear about what your capacity is. If you know that your capacity is going to be low for whatever reason, making sure that you choose goals that align with what your capacity is at that moment is really important. And this is a little bit of an act of faith, right? You have to trust that you will get past the moment that you are in and you will find a moment where your capacity is higher and you will get to do those other goals that require more. It takes some trust. It takes trust in yourself that you will come back to those things and you will give them the attention that they deserve when the moment is right. So you need to decide. You need to narrow. You need to choose 8 to 12 goals for the year and 3 to 4 goals for the quarter. And if you can do less than that, go for it. (laughs) You can always set more goals later and tack more goals on. So give yourself the right amount of goals. And give yourself permission to only have a few goals and only to focus on a few goals at once. So once you've decided on some things, write your goals down. So you need to name your goal, you need to name your timeline, and you need to integrate your why. I like to have people write down some basic things. So just jot down your goal in whatever way makes sense for you to name it. You might also put what life domain or what area of your life that goal falls under. So do you see this goal as a work goal, a family goal, a house goal? Write down your timeline, write down your why, jot down any resources that you might need. And then I want you to craft it into a sentence or two. And the reason that I want you to do that is because having it clearly written out concisely, you can bring it to different places and it will just help you really clarify the goal. I like to write my goal out in a way that also includes my why. So for example, I will exercise three times a week by March 1st, and I will exercise five times a week by June 1st. I love feeling strong and capable, and exercise helps me manage my anxiety. So it's only three to four sentences. It's easy to remember, but I'm very specific about what I'm doing when I'm doing it by, and why I'm doing it. And I put all those things together because I don't want to just remember the what, I want to remember the why. And being really concise like that is going to help me get clear about what my goal is. After you've written out your goal, I do recommend that you do a little brainstorming around what are some obstacles that you think are going to prevent you from making this goal a reality and create some plans to overcome those obstacles. So I'll take the exercise goal again. If my goal is to exercise three times a week, and I think that my schedule, my busyness, my kids are going to be some of my obstacles, I might write down if you know I need to be with my kids and I'm not going to want to take time away from them to exercise, I might say, well, can my kids come with me? And can they exercise alongside me in the basement? You also might jot down where do you think you'll hit some milestones? And what are you going to do to reward yourself when you hit those milestones? What are some motivators? If you have journaled about some things that do motivate you, you can go back to those things 
and start plugging them in. So now you have your goal written out with your timeline and your why all concisely, and you have some plans for what you're going to do if you run across the barrier. You also have some plans for what you're going to do if you achieve something. It is so important to celebrate all of your little successes. Celebrate, right? This is an adventure. So the next step is to react, right? You've set your goals. You got to do something with them. You want to break down your goals into small parts and you want to put those small parts on your calendar, on your to-do list. I recommend brainstorming all of the different things that you might need to do to make that goal happen. If you want to exercise, do you need new tennis shoes? Do you need a new outfit? Do you just need to sign up for a gym? Do you need to buy yourself 10 pound weights? Write down all the different things that you need to do to achieve this thing and then make a plan. Step one, buy myself some shoes. Step two, choose a workout plan. Step three, put it on my calendar. Step four, show up. You also might, you might look at the night before. What is it that you can do the evening before that would set you up for success? So it's not just about putting your clothes out. It's also about getting enough sleep the night before. So you actually wake up the half hour early that you need to exercise. So you want to break down your goals into small parts. You want to put those small parts on your calendar and you want to have a plan for how you're going to act. And then you want to actually act. The fifth step of setting your goals is to refine. You need to have a plan to check in with yourself. How's it going? You need to celebrate your progress, right? The light and the little things. Remember, this is an adventure, right? This is an adventure. And if you notice that something isn't working, you need to spend some time reflecting on why not. Was it the wrong goal for you right now? Like I said, with myself and exercise right after having my kiddos, that was not the right goal. Is it the wrong goal for right now? Is there something about your plan that's just not working? Have you told yourself that you always have to exercise in the morning? But y'all, you can exercise whenever you're going to exercise. So maybe the afternoon is working better. Maybe it works better to make it a family event and start doing it in the evening together. Whatever it is, you know, you just need to think what needs to be altered. As you're doing this, this is a place that sometimes can send people into a bit of a shame spiral. So if you catch yourself at this point in the process feeling like, oh, it's just not working. I just don't have the willpower. I don't have the discipline. I feel like such a loser, right? Stop, stop, stop. This is a part where you need to go. It's not you. There's just maybe something here that needs to be altered. And how do you alter it? It is okay to refine your goal. It is okay to pivot your goal. It might be that you need to keep your why, but you need to adjust your goal. If your goal is to express gratitude to other people and you set a goal to write thank you cards every single Friday and that's not working for you, you might just need to adjust how you express gratitude. Writing the cards may not work. So the problem isn't that you're an ungrateful person and that you just don't care about gratitude enough. It might be that the way that you've decided to express that or enact that isn't the one that's working. And there are a lot of different ways that you can express gratitude. So you just need to find one that matches you. Y'all, you got this. You can do this. It may not be easy. I'm always searching for easy, always searching for easy. But just because it's hard does not mean that it's impossible. 
And just because it's hard right now does not mean that it will always be. You all should have seen me try to edit audio when I first started making this podcast. I am only on episode six and I have already learned so much. I've already gotten so much better at doing this. Still have lots to learn, but it was so much harder just three weeks ago. Don't make things harder for yourself than they need to be. Reach out to people in your life and ask for support. Find a group of people that you can cheer each other on. You know, contact me if you need some one-on-one guidance. You can send me an email. You can DM me on Instagram and buy the 2023 goal setting workbook on plangoalplan.etsy.com. Do it. Help yourself. Don't make it harder on yourself than you need to. I wish for you clarity on which goals are the ones that you need right now. I wish for you mad planning skills that will give you the ability to not only imagine goals, but imagine putting them into action, integrating them into your daily life. I hope you feel a burst of motivation of confidence. May you find delight in the process of setting goals and may you sense all of the possibilities ahead. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.